2: visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hello com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome back to Back Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time to talk a little Thursday night football between the Bengals and the Ravens. Currently on BetMGM, it's Baltimore as three and a half point favorites with a total of 46. The injuries, though, Joe, are significant as far as handicapping this contest. Uh for the Bengals, looks like Trey Hendrickson will be available, will be playing, and that's gonna matter a great deal as far as this Cincy defense continuing to improve. Uh, but T. Higgins is out. Sam Hubbard is out. And then for Baltimore, Ronnie Stanley is out, and Marlon Humphrey is doubtful. He seems to be doubtful uh for large chunks of his entire career. Uh, but mm-hmm. given these injuries, what makes sense to you as far as side and total?
0: Yeah, and as far as the Stanley, like that's gonna catch some headlines it's year eight for the guy he has not been playing to the level of, of what he was many <laughs> years ago and that's to be expected for year eight as an offensive tackle so as far as Stanley with with an organization that knows how to bring a depth I don't think that's a big deal as far as Humphrey it, yeah saying doubtful they're saying he's not going to play so that that will come out 90 minutes before the game they, they've been doing just fine without him Every single week. He's, I don't know, he's up in the air. We'll see. Misses a handful of games, and the Ravens are just fine. Their defense is rated very high. Uh, Higgins, he's really popped in some games. Some games, not so much, but it's worth pointing out that in week two, he did pop. It was one of his good games. Eight catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns in that one. So that one could hurt them. It could hurt them like it hurt them this past week. And now Boyd stepped in and did just fine. But I don't know I, – I don't expect Boyd to repeat that performance that he did against the Texans with eight grabs for 117 yards because the Ravens are really, really good against number two receivers, that spot that Boyd is going to slide into. And Chase, how healthy is he? Uh, the final numbers-wise, he had a really good game on Sunday, but a lot of it was on one massive touchdown grab. So – not quite sure. Quick turnaround as far as that goes. I do think the Higgins one is pretty impactful. I'm surprised Trey Hendrickson's good to go. It's completely off the injury report because the expectation was that he was not going to be prepared uh, to roll in this one. For me, guys, the majority of uh, my angles in this game are on the Raven side as far as props go. Now, I am concerned about – like I, I mean – if you're forcing me, I would probably do something with the Ravens. But the full game is worrisome. Divisional matchup. This this number landed on a field goal last time they played. And, just you know, flat out Baltimore, they've been awesome in the first half. They've been great starting games. They have a phenomenal run game. And they can't close games. Does it make any sense to me, Aaron? You, you would think the way that they are built. A smart organization, smart head coach, great running game, strong defense. They're built to close games, and they haven't been able to. Mm -hmm. That's how they're blowing these these ones.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. So the Ravens, and actually the Bengals too, they both tend to start fast. But specifically the Ravens, they just run out of steam. It's very head-scratching to me. Uh, Mike McDonald, the D coordinator, has been really good. You mentioned Jamar Chase. He had six targets, caught five of them. But I think if the Bengals are going to find a way to stay in this game, they've got to get him more targets. I think it's got to be like in the 10 to 15 range, which he's had a few times this season. I was looking at over seven and a half receptions for him. It's plus 120. I'm only looking at props here. I am thinking since both these teams do tend to start fast, Should I look at a first half over 22 and a half in a division game? Also the Bengals, Uh, if they want to stay in this, in this division, I mean, they can't lose this game. They hate to call it a must win. It's kind of corny, but it, it really is for the Bengals, isn't it? I mean, I expect this to be a close game, but I think the, the Ravens can afford to lose this one and they're not totally out of it where the Bengals. They have to win this game, in my opinion. Maybe not for the playoffs, but certainly for the division.
2: Oh, 100%. Couldn't agree with you more, Aaron. Like The the, the Bengals have to win this one because, first off, they already played the Ravens and lost. So then you're losing out on tiebreakers as well as far as head-to-head matchups go. Yeah, the Bengals have to win this game if they have any shot in the division. And I don't know if it matters in terms of motivation or anything like that, but you see the, the quarterback injury with the Browns, How does that not give you a little pep in your step if you're the Bengals, knowing full well that, okay, the Steelers, dare I say, they're a little fortunate to be where they are just even contending for the division title. So those two teams right there that look flawed in some way, shape or form and the other one you're going up against. And if you beat them and you improve to six and four, okay, well, now you already have the momentum that you've had with Joe Burrow playing better and better as he's getting healthier. So that really helps. The defense is certainly getting better. And adding Hendrick is huge uh, just in terms of that defensive uptick. 100% the Bengals have to win this game. So how much does this matter in terms of motivation, you know, especially for a short week? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Hard to kind of quantify that. But I definitely would say – That I would not be surprised if the Bengals try, say, a couple of trick plays or they try some unusual wrinkles offensively because they know full well that they have to use them in a game like this just to kind of stay in contention. At the same time, though, when we talk about props, some folks are throwing out the idea of Trenton Irwin as sort of being that extra receiver, uh, that extra outlet, perhaps. I would not go there. I think he was perhaps a good story at one point, but now I'd probably go under as far as uh, any plays I would make on him. This is going to be about the stars to me. And and Aaron, I couldn't agree with you more as far as that's concerned. The, The stars who are still out there at wide receiver, those are the ones who are going to have to have mighty contributions to be able to win this football game, Joe.
0: Hmm. Chase's number is 78 and a half Yards we've seen number one receivers Get after the Ravens a little bit Amon Ross St. Brown 13 grabs 102 yards uh, George Pickens had a big game 130 yard game and only five catches uh, In their matchup but again How healthy is Chase I think he's got to be the guy I'm not expecting Boyd to go for 100 again uh, Like he did on Sunday So I, I, I would go Chase there but I have a stronger opinion About a couple Ravens angles And let's talk about Mark Andrews. Mm. The Bengals Mm -hmm. are terrible against the tight end position. And in the first five weeks, it was about giving up touchdowns. They gave up four touchdowns in five weeks to that position. Take a look at what's happened over the last three weeks. Schultz, four for 71. Kincaid, 10 for 81. Kittle, nine for 149. These are quality tight ends. Mark Andrews certainly uh fits into that conversation. And if you look at his props, uh receptions is at four and a half, yards fifty-five and a half, uh touchdown plus money at plus one sixty. If you wanted to do two plus, it's at twelve to one. Uh did, did he he didn't have an awesome game? I mean, he would have gone over in the receptions, under on the yards, five for 45 in the week two matchup. I think that's gonna change. Bengals are one of the worst teams against this position. I'll be looking at Andrew's props for sure.
1: One prop that I love, and obviously the Bengals know about this, but Keaton Mitchell is averaging almost 16 yards per carry. If Devin Singletary, who's averaging (laughs) 3.9 yards per carry, can rush for 150 yards, what on earth is Keaton Mitchell going to do? So I did play his prop 36 and a half over. I think Are they going like, to give okay, him the
0: ball? More... I mean, that's, that's a question. Mm-hmm. He didn't get any so. touches last week. I'm like, he's awesome. He touches the ball, yeah. explosive plays happen, and then they sat him. He he played four snaps in the entire second half on Sunday. He had one touch. And Harbaugh mm-hmm. comes out, and he's like, oh, he's going to play more. He's going to play more. Okay. Why didn't he play this past Sunday? You're supposed to be the smarter Believe organization. It when I when not get it. it? I didn't get it. Yeah, like I, it's a really good play, Aaron. I agree with you. I'm probably gonna do something with Mitchell. I'm, I'm figuring that out. But I'm frustrated by the organization because they don't seem to want to get him on the field when they lack playmakers. Yeah, how you can't maybe they learn or maybe
1: exactly maybe they're trying to keep like they don't want to have, like too many people to know about it or be expecting it every time. I have no idea, but if you don't get them the ball, I'm going to be so mad tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> like, very I angry. Just, just,
2: we're going to go back to the group text and then the profanity <laughs> will pour like wine. That's how this is going to go down. I know it. And it's fine. I'll be pouring
1: of wine during the game.
2: Right. <laughs> just, just forego the glass. Just go straight.
0: I'm right. Mad. I'll be pouring one out for Aaron if Mitchell's not in the field.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right. I'll be
2: screaming. That would be brutal. I, okay, the, the rushing yards, I'm fine with. The one thing I was going to say, though, about Keaton Mitchell, I would not do an anytime touchdown with him. It's possible, like, look, with a score of 46, right. we could see several touchdowns in a game like this. Do not, do not use Keaton Mitchell for an anytime touchdown play. He's not the goal line back. He never was going to be the goal line back. He isn't going to be in this situation as far as I can tell. So I would not make him an anytime touchdown scorer here. Uh, But the the whole idea of Mark Andrews, though, Joe, that I find uh, interesting is, look, all these tight ends you mentioned, yeah, they're stellar. I might say Mark Andrews is better than them. You know, the power ranking tight ends, I would have him second uh, just behind uh, the guy dating Taylor Swift, uh, whatever his name is. But that's the thing is – Mark Andrews is better in all those things. Such a fantastic playmaker, short, intermediate, it doesn't matter. They're going to find ways to get him the football in a spot like this. And as much as I believe in the upward trajectory for this Bengals defense, I think one of the reasons why I'm playing Ravens minus three and a half is because Mark Andrews is going to be so significant. Odell Beckham is also going to be a big playmaker here. And whatever you think of the other receivers, I think Lamar Jackson will do just enough to get them just enough targets. Like, I could see a kind of a diversified portfolio when it comes to the box score, but leading the way will be Mark Andrews.
0: Yep. Agree 100%. Yes. I, I like that. Yeah, the... Nikaton Mitchell has gotten into the end zone a couple of times, but those are on explosive plays. Those were plays from outside mm-hmm. of the red zone. Gus Bus is their dude. That's who they're going to roll with. <laughs> so I think it's uh it's certainly a fair point. And it, you know, part of me is always like as coaches lie to us on a week-to-week basis, you know, Harbaugh's going on the record saying he's gonna use Mitchell more, and that was a mistake. We got to use him more, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, if he's announcing it, is he gonna do it? Does he have to? I mean, he doesn't have to do anything. I so I, right. I don't know how it's gonna, gonna handle it. He's not um, under oath. <laughs> yeah. He has he's fourteen yards oath. a pop. Fourteen yards a pop on his twelve carries. I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to get him more. Um, Paul, we're gonna have to check on alt lines, I guess, on this guy if we're gonna buy into this a little bit. Like With the prop of 36 and a half rushing yards, it shouldn't take much.
3: if he pops, Mm -hmm. he can get that in one go. Like, he doesn't need five carries. So, is it just like, is it just play the 50 plus or maybe even 80 plus, something crazy? And just hope he pops Mm -hmm. a couple of Eight to one. He he can absolutely.
1: 80 plus is eight to one. I love it.
3: Yeah, I'm, Ooh, I mean, you have to. That,
0: that could be three carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what you're looking for. Yeah, and, and by the way, the Bengals mm-hmm. bad
3: against the run, too. There's that. Yeah, mm-hmm. their defense is so. really bad, like really bad. And it's still been bad over the past month, even when they like got back on track, which was really like, okay, Joe Burrow's calf isn't killing them anymore. And with the Andrews, mm-hmm. I mean, the last you talked about it and they're them being bad against tight ends, but like against the Ravens, are um against the Bengals specifically it's 10 targets each of his last three games like they are feeding him against this team specifically Pepper. so like two yep. t- two plus touchdowns could be a look at 12 to 1 he's never gonna get three touchdowns it was just eye-popping the difference in numbers it was like 28 50 and there was a 95 out there but the number uh yeah Why would i see, he never I see get your three touchdowns because he hasn't, like, I haven't seen it. I, I went back to the last couple of years, and he hasn't, I don't know yeah. if he's never gotten there. I feel like he has once, but the last two seasons, the most, it was, like, two-plus, and he did that, like, twice each season. So, it's not a common mm-hmm. occurrence. Um, but even mm-hmm. that, the number on his yardage is low at 44, or so I think 54-and-a-half. Receptions, I'll definitely be going over at four and a half, and you could go alt-receptions, like, up to eight, um, a pretty juicy numbers. Mm. so... I'll probably be playing receptions over yards for Andrews and then definitely touchdown or two. I, I heard that
0: was popular so far. And uh so Andrews obviously the most red zone targets, no surprise. 13 on the Ravens, number two on the team. Any guesses? Just three behind Andrews. Ten red zone oh, targets. No. I
3: looked, at it. I oh, looked at it and now I forget it's not Zay oh, OBJ. It is it is Zay and OBJ, OBJ. are yeah. right. What there. Is Zay?
0: 10, 10 and 9. Okay. Ten for Flowers, nine for OBJ. I just thought it was su- I was surprised by how close they both are to Andrews for red zone targets.
2: It, well, it, and it's that unpredictability in terms of you know who they played so far. But I mean, I think the the point is made that against the Bengals, a team they play a lot, they still do largely the same things, and it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to matter. I think that's what makes mm-hmm. it such a good play. There is predictability thrown out the window. It's okay. They can't stop. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, there are a number of double-digit spreads on the board in Week 11. We will look at the best survivor options right here on the BetQL Network.